that's what we have experienced. We've had a lot of these shifts in perspective. So I'm going to talk about uh, the developing of a apostolic culture on the board and the congregation that has given us new direction and energy for God's mission as kingdom workers. So you've already heard from um, all three of these guys that we have been making some changes over the past few years. This culture that we are embracing now, it requires us to keep the mission of our church, the whole why, why are we doing this in front of us as we make decisions about a variety of congregational things. So what does the board do? We still do a lot of administrative things. We establish policies, we oversee budget, spending, and employees. We make decisions relating to our facility here. And we also deal with staff matters and membership discipline. But now, because we've embraced this apostolic culture on the board, first and foremost, we're focused on what has already been discerned in heaven. As Steve shared, honoring the presence of Jesus in our midst is key to our meetings. So this apostolic vision gives us a different focus. It gives us a different perspective, not just what's right in front of us, but what is before us. We're focused not just inward on our congregation, but we're repositioning ourselves to focus outward on the community too. What, what kind of impact will our decisions make on our community? We're focused on being sent into the community at the same time that we're releasing gifts of leaders here in our congregation. As you've heard many times, part of our mission here at E-Town is we're focused on raising up leaders who will raise up leaders who will raise up leaders in this ministry pipeline. Maintenance of what we have and what we're doing is no longer our end game. We're focused on what is best for the long term as well as the short term. And I'm just going to note here, as Mennonites, when we make decisions on the short term, a lot of time we do it to avoid conflict because we're not comfortable with conflict. So sometimes we've had to, as board, get out of our comfort zone to see, okay, but what's best in the long run? What is, what is God calling to us in the long run, not just what's right here? We're focused on what will bear fruit, fruit that will last as we abide in the vine. So we found that with this apostolic vision, it changes the way we ask questions. So let's say somebody turns in uh, a question they want, not a question, but a form they want to rent the facility. So before, we'd ask all sorts of really important questions like, is, it a, is the event a good fit for our church? What will the wear and tear be? Is there availability in our calendar? What will we charge? All really important questions. But now with this apostolic culture, we also ask things like, how does this line up with our congregational mission? What need might this meet in the community? Who might gain leadership skills from attending <clears throat> or helping lead this event? How can we minister to people who step on our door every single time? What might be the long-term results of this event? What is Christ saying to us about this event? Um, so what we do as a board with this apostolic culture, Steve talked about how we keep that crown in the center of our table. And it's so interesting because as we do that, as we focus on Christ, God has really started to change us, really organically, I'd say, maybe even radically, to be more spiritually sensitive, and we're quicker to recognize the Spirit's presence and movement among us. As they've said, we've moved away from strict decision-making to discernment, from voting to consensus. While there are things that are time-sensitive, we don't rush. When we sense the Spirit urging us to take more time, so as a board, we discern, we pray, we wait, at times we confess, and then we take actions that we believe reflect where God has led and continues to lead us. 
who makes up our board. So you probably know we used to have a council which was made up of representatives of a different part of church life. And about 10 years ago, we shifted, we made the, the choice to go to a board that was made up of congrega congregational members that were discerned to be on this board. Um, the congregation gives nominations and for people who feel a call to serve, and then there's a discernment process. A lot of times, we would consider administrative or business giftings. So we still keep those in mind, but now we focus on considering individuals who feel an inner call and sense an outer call, and who have the ability to discern, to discern who our church is, what God is calling our church to be and do, and who our church's neighbors are. Our process for discernment has always been very... Um, very intentional of how we do it. This past year, we actually had four positions to fill. We had two that one had not been filled for a long time we were filling, and then another one was for a year position of somebody who had stepped away. So four positions. We met a total of five times with each individual, not because five is the magic number, but because we kept being called to meet again and again, and we really uh, sensed that call and moved forward. We wanted to see what the Spirit had to show us. What's expected of a board member? As Steve said, being a board member is not just showing up once every month to a meeting, voting, and that's it. There's an expectation that each member is growing spiritually and nurturing their personal relationship with Christ, that they are waiting on, listening to, and expecting and anticipating the movement of the Holy Spirit, that they're keeping his or her mind on the congregation's mission and vision, that they are regularly praying for the work of the board the ministry team, and the congregation, and the community, and that they are called and equipped by God for the work at hand. We've developed this year, over the past year, um, some board member commitments. I'm just going to share a few points from that, uh, especially as we transition four new members onto our team. As was already said, discernment occurs most effectively when we are together in the same space with the presence of Christ, which is represented by the crown, um, with Christ in the center, we limit our discernment by email as, to as very little as possible. We ask each member to commit to being present at all board meetings, except for rare occasions. So Donway went to Chad for three weeks. We let him out of a meeting. So <laughs> We actually have, if somebody is traveling, they will call in, so they are still a presence. They, they know, um, and they're discerning with us. Once the board makes a decision following discernment, regardless of one's perspective, the decision is owned by every member on board as we leave the table, and we remain that way as we interact and engage with others. We all own the decision. We honor and uphold the decisions that have been previously made by board, recognizing that the board would only alter previous decisions as Christ gave us wisdom and our discernment to do so as a result of recognizing that new developments had occurred or that we had discerned with partial or incomplete information. And just some final thoughts on this board culture. In our model of the ministry team and the board, there's now an alignment of authority and accountability that didn't exist in the past. One area where this is evident is with issues of staff or member discipline. The board, rather than the ministry team, deal with such issues. The board, rather than the ministry team, deal with these issues, and we work they're worked out very closely with the lead minister couple. The relationship between the board chair and the lead minister is of critical importance to the unity of governance and ministry. And I'm going to say here that we all recognize that these positions are positional, not personal. So when we step into those positions, we have that authority, and when we step out. So there's, you'll see different people on board, different board chairs. We recognize that. 
uh, part of the shift to apostolic culture means we've moved, we're moving from reactive leadership to proactive leadership. Reactive leadership receives an issue, a situation, or a challenge and chooses to engage in it in hopes to resolve the issue, clarify the situation, or overcome the challenge. Reactive leadership is necessary, but it should not be primary. Proactive leadership has a good grasp of what is healthy in a given environment and works to keep the fundamentals of that environment strong so the people can be led, being led can flourish, even, especially when there's a challenge. Proactive leadership means creating space where congregational leaders are constantly being raised up and nurtured. What we do matters. How we do it matters. Final thought, know that we are a work in progress. We're always learning as we go and as we wait on God's guidance. We don't always get it right. But as we submit to God and to each other, we continue to learn how to do this better. One of the biggest blessings for me over the past few years is watching how God has unfolded his marvelous plan in his perfect timing. He is faithful, and his grace and love are without measure. Thank you.